Hello and welcome to episode number 14 of Pocket Full of Why podcast. I'm Charlotte, my pronouns are she, her, I consider wellies formal wear and once wore some to a fashion show. I'm Hannah, my pronouns are they, them and this is my telephone voice. We met in college just about a decade ago and have shared a bunch of joy, disaster, boredom and nonsense since. We live in Merseyside in the UK with Ian and Ash. There's a lot we have in common and a lot that we don't. This podcast is about us exploring the lessons we've learned throughout our lives. But in particular, the ups and downs of being in your 20s. This episode is part one of our Vulvacare 101. We're talking anatomy, pelvic floor and shaving. On with the show! So, how are you, babe? I am great, thanks. But I think I need to find out a little bit more about how my vulva is. <laughs> Oh, great. Some smooth segue into the podcast. <laughs> um, I'm fine. Thanks for asking. I do feel before we start this podcast that I need to let the listeners know the video call setup right now of the fact that we've established that Hannah's headphones <laughs> make a little noise. So when we edit, we can't have their audio the same level so hannah currently has a half knitted scarf wrapped around their head um it, you look like a star wars character and i'm not just saying that because i've seen mandalorian this week yes oh my god oh my god we watched mando last night did, did you just call it mandalorian mm. yeah because i don't know anyone who doesn't call it mando <laughs> and whenever <laughs> no, i think mandalorian. that i get um by lando by enrique iglesias in my head is it enrique Anyway, how how does that I go? Bailando, bailando, da and something a hundo. You know that one. And I just <laughs> yeah. imagine Enrique Iglesias, like when he takes the helmet off, it's Enrique Iglesias, <laughs> but it's not. Is that why you text me saying that off. he's so sexy and you fancy him? Yeah. Does anyone not fancy him? I really, Hands I fancied him way fancy before him. he took the helmet off. Oh, I didn't like it when he took the helmet off because it turned out he was just a boring man. <laughs> the first episode was like top notch, though. I had a great time. That's really good. It's when it does that, like, bow, I just get a nip on, like, boom. Um, it is great it. music. And Baby Yoda, like, does things oh. to my ovaries. Oof. I'm not getting it so much. You've not been getting the brood, or you have been getting the brood. No, I have not been getting the brood, and I think it might have something to do with the recent hospital procedure I had to endure. <laughs> Fair. That was actually quite a clean little segue. Um, <laughs> we got there. We got there. We always talk about vulvas eventually. That's true. That's a, um, a really basic truth about our friendship, is it always ends up back at I know it's taken you a minute to be all right saying the word vulva, hasn't it, babe? I'm not okay with it. You're not okay with it? I'm still not okay with it. You know, like, I was speaking to Ian about what the episode was about, and I was like, vulva. Um, I am like, Zoe Deschanel and you girl is like a gesture. <laughs> gesture? Suffice. Me talking about it. Oh, babe. <laughs> it just makes you feel uncomfortable. It makes you feel uncomfortable. Well, I think that... Is really interesting. Well, I'm still new to the vulva party. A vulva party? What? What did you grow up calling it? I grew up calling it the factually incorrect term vagina. What, as a kid? 
like in a medical setting no that's what i mean well what did your mum tell you it was you know a childhood name for it was mary in our house and it it makes me want to vomit <laughs> quite honestly you mary yeah <gasps> yeah what was your i think childhood that's name a, for it? quite a local one yeah well my mum we grew up calling it a wee a wee <laughs> that's um, quite cute which is kind of weird but to be fair when you're a kid i've heard mini before mini mm. mini what like <laughs> um, mini my cousins called it <laughs> different cousins i had called it a fadge that's f-a-d-g-e i know it's quite visceral isn't it or um a peach as well oh, which i do quite cute. like it's like very much like come and eat it, like and like little fruit. children calling it that as well, yeah. and like a downy fuzz. And I'm not quite comfortable with the peach one. What do you think if you had a baby? Well, see, it it brings you back, as all things do, to the Catlamaran quote when they used to call like refer to genitals with the c word, and then they were like, "We've had a baby, so we can't call the babies yeah. a c word." <laughs> Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, and this does not bear well. I'm already uncomfortable. What? What? Like, um, you could, like, bits, privates. Those are all kind of fine, aren't they? Oh, my cousin does, calls hers a moo. Moo. That's quite a local one, too. Yeah. Moo. You moo. I feel like it's kind of just an onomatopoeic get it said so you know that we're referring about it, it you know yeah like, we may as well just call it my euphemism you know <laughs> oh to be fair i think when i was like in charge of childcare in like when i was younger mm. i think i used to use the word front bomb front bomb <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> like wipe your bomb and your front bomb speaking of Catelyn moran she's got what in her book um how to be a woman she had, honestly, it's like my favourite version of a word for a vulva that I heard. And she was like, you could call it the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> because, um, <laughs> because it, what was it? it? Like, desperately wants Han Solo and it's never going to get it. <laughs> because, like, same. <laughs> I really like Star that. Star Wars theme today. Um, yeah. So what do you, what word do you use though? What word do I use? I mean, it depends on context, doesn't it? Because... Yeah. In sexy time, you're not going to be like, let me draw you a di- diagram of my vulva and vagina. I mean, yeah. Um, I use... I, I, so, like, this year, really, I've made a big effort to stop calling it, like, a fanny or a pussy. Mm, I don't really like pussy, but I think it's because of men saying it. Trump's completely Trump, ruined pussy. That is the worst thing he's ever done. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I've made a big effort to just, like, stare it right in the face and um just call it a vulva because that is what it is um so yeah um and i want to just break down some anatomy if you want to come with me on this journey yeah um because so i hope there's a diagram uh, i don't have a diagram but also this is an audio format so (laughs) (laughs) um we can mail it out mail it out okay um I feel like this is like Cosmos, like a journey through the vulva. I love that. Remember like Magic School Bus? Let's all pretend we're on the Magic School Bus, you guys. Do you not remember that? Didn't watch it. Um, It was like a teacher 
took her class on this, you know, aforementioned method of transport. And um, <laughs> and then it shrank down and they'd like go into a human body and like learn about, you know, blood cells or whatever. So we'll do that, but we're going in a vulva, guys. Sounds sick. We're going in. So first of all, get a vulva in front of you. Um, <laughs> oh, hang on. Yep. <laughs> between your knees Charlotte um, so your vulva is all the external stuff it's what you're looking at it's the bit like so you've got your mons you know what your mons is right your mons the little mound yeah so it's like a fatty lump of tissue right at the front um, where a lot most of your pubes are <laughs> um, I don't like you telling me like about mine as if you're like calling out like could could she's like ah or where most of the pubes are but you saying like looking at me through the video call and saying where most of your pubes are is making me absolutely die (laughs) okay so look how red i've gone it's not picking it up okay right next up so we've got your mons your mons i'm gonna carry on because you hate no i won't because you giggle Okay, next up we've got the labia, right? <laughs> like the, the like prayer to God gesture you did. Exactly, prayer to God. <laughs> it's like that bit in communion. Um, yeah, labia, right? <laughs> then um, you've got so like between your labia at the top, you've got your clitoris hood with your clitoris in there. Well, they're like glands of your clitoris. Oh my God, you're just dying. Are we gonna get through this episode? <laughs> <laughs> right. Also part of your vulva is your perineum. You know that bit? That's the bit between the two... Um, <gasps> oh, what? which I once was asked what one was in, in school by a child. Stop it. <laughs> what did you say? Like, it was, in a, it was in an Ian McEwan book. It's a part of your anatomy close to your bum. <laughs> Fair. That is very true. Which it is. Yeah. Also part of your vulva... <laughs> is the external openings to the vagina and urethra, right? So, like, the the little mm-hmm. entryways, the hall, no, the the foyer. <laughs> cool. Um, so, your vagina is <laughs> different to that. So, the vulva is outside and the vagina is, like, the entryway to anything that's not your vulva, basically. Yeah, kind of. Because I've been calling the outside vagina for years mm-hmm. and I thought that vulva was the internal and external. So vulva's just outside. Yeah. Completely different once you get inside. Yeah. Got you. I think it's really important to differentiate between vagina and vulva because, right, calling it a vagina is like only focusing on its function in relation to like penetration and babies, if you get me. Yeah. Like not solely, but... And really, like you're... One's vulva. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, it has so many functions, and, like, primarily they are in concern to you, you know? Yeah. Whereas if we just refer to one little part of our whole reproductive system, and, like, it's just a bit reductive, and, um, you know, it, like, erases a lot of, like, the important stuff about our, like, health and our pleasure and stuff like that yeah so that's why i'm on a bit of a mish calling it a vulva all the time love that definitely um so into vaginas 
<laughs> so, um, your vagina does not have much of a nerve supply, right? Um, because, like, imagine childbirth if it did. Like, ooh, yeah. Right? Its main job, really, is to keep, like, um, like bacteria and foreign objects and stuff like that away from your reproductive system to keep it safe and clean and healthy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the walls of your vagina, when it's not in use... Occupied. <laughs> ...press against each other. They're like walls of muscle. So, like, they're touching all the time. So I didn't know that. They're literally a barrier to stuff getting in. Um, your vagina produces a bacteria that's the same bacteria that makes yoghurt. Um and that bacteria secretes lactic acid and hydrogen peroxide, which makes an acidic environment. Again, literally just to make it a really hostile environment for bacteria and stuff. Ooh. Um, that's also the hydrogen peroxide, right? You, you know what? Like, hydrogen peroxide is um, bleach, isn't it? And that is why, if you ever wore black knickers, that goes, like, orange. <gasps> and that, that doesn't wash out. Excellent fact. Because it's bleach. Oh my gosh. Good fact, right? Oh. <laughs> I do you know it's never really occurred to me to to think like why, to wonder why? does that happen when Yeah. Just specifically there. I think it was your favorite fact for a while. Okay. That your vagina is the same pH as a tomato. Yes, I love that fact. Yeah. <laughs> Also, little fact I learned researching this episode is the cells in your vagina are replaced every 96 hours. Every 96 hours? Yeah. Is that to do with infection control too? Well, yeah. Um, so the nature of, um, you know, penetrative sex, I also see childbirth. There's micro tears, maybe more major tears that happen down there. Down there. So yeah, it's like super important for your health that that heals fast. So yeah, it does. Wow. Quite vagina. Nice one. Super vaginas. Cheers. And you thought I hadn't done anything for three days? My vagina's just replenished itself. Thank you very much. Uh, next up, I'm going to talk about the clitoris. The clitoris is the equivalent to the end of a penis, right? Yeah. Like, in development, that's where you're going to either get a penis or a clitoris. Well, technically, right, in the womb, babies all start out with more of a clitorisy thing, mm-hmm. and then if it's like exposed to the other hormone, I'm not a biologist, and I didn't research this bit properly, but then it turns into the other kind of genitalia. So, like, if you ever look really closely at a scrotum, <laughs> you know that seam, that seam down the middle yeah. is literally where the like fetal labia like fuse together. No, it's literally what that is. Yeah, yeah. No, totally right. Oh my gosh, you are blowing my mind. Yeah, and then the penis is baby clitoris, <laughs> like grown in a different way, but it kind of starts out as way more of a, a vulva vibe down there. In the womb. In the womb. All right, Edna. <laughs> darling, darling. No capes. No capes. No capes, but we do get a hood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so a clitoris, its whole function is to feel good. Its whole thing is for pleasure. It has 8,000 nerve endings in it. Amazing. Top-notch work. They are huge. So you th- you know, you hear like, oh, I don't know where the clitoris is. How could you miss it? Right. 
Especially if we're aroused. Because it does get a bit of a clitoris boner too, doesn't it? You do get a boner, that is totally true. You know how I said it and you said you? (laughs) 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 I just, this is a conversation. Uh, I'm going to try. Okay, the clitoris. One's clear. So the bit that you can see, the bit that lives underneath the hood, the little like buttony pee bit, that is just the head of the dick, if you like. Most of your clitoris is inside and they're actually about 10 centimetres long. 10 centimetres? And they sit like a fishbone. Yeah, yeah. So that's like, if I hold my hand in an L shape, it's from like the tip of my finger to the base of my thumb there. It's like big. And it sits like a wishbone, like Mm -hmm. either side of um, doing all kinds of hand signals, shall I? <laughs> so, right, in penetrative sex, right, it mostly feels good because the clitoris is, like, sitting around where the penetration's happening. Yeah, more gestures. <laughs> more of them. Loving it. Shall I just cover anything? Please, less okay. gestures. It's like the equivalent of the Monica from Friends episode. It's like, four, four, five, six... right no though so you know this whole thing of like oh like so few people with vulvas can like orgasm through penetration Mm -hmm. even like the people who do it's it's probably still clitoral stimulation because your clitoris is like massive and touching all that bit in comparison to penises right so clitoris's only job is pleasure penises have got all kinds of jobs haven't they Mm -hmm. um so like yeah pleasure like feeling nice for the penis owner but also like also doing wheeze producing semen yeah what else and like well penetration itself okay getting the semen into the vulva yeah yeah it's got all kinds of jobs all kinds filling out undies you know this stuff entertainment for the couple windmilling windmilling doing the funny thing where they shake side to side so it slaps either side i love this insight into Ian. okay oh god <laughs> <laughs> so at the top of the vagina again with the prayer hands here mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the emoji when the little person's like almost an air hostess doing the exits and the lights on the on the ceiling yeah that's that's the cervix emoji so at the top <laughs> of your vagina is the cervix so if you put your hand inside yourself. I will do it. Maybe not now. Honestly, but go like, on. I would recommend it. You can feel your cervix. Um, depending on what point you are in your menstrual cycle, um, it can be like higher or lower in your body. And again, like depending on the time in your cycle that you're in, it can either feel like the end of your nose with a little dimple in it. That's all touch the end of our nose. Mm-hmm. Or it can feel like a set of puckered lips. And which is which? When does each happen? That's quite a big difference. It's quite a big difference. I'm pretty sure the lips one is when we're ov- ovulating. So it's like a bit more welcoming. Checks out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot of giggling in this episode, isn't there? Um, yeah, okay, cool. The reason that I would recommend having a little feel yourself, when I had my smear test right, I could tell exactly what she was doing because I'd had a feel and it made it Mm -hmm. way less scary. Yeah. So it literally just goes around the cervix a couple of times and if you put your fingers inside yourself and do it you know it's just it, it makes it less mysterious and it did help me a lot. Yeah. Also it's your body and you're allowed. It's almost like naming a fear. Yeah. Like, this is how far it's going to go. This is where it's up to. Exactly. 
The next couple of bits, I only really want to talk about them in terms of the size of them, because that was something that I was really surprised about. Okay. So, like, I remember in my teens, I think someone in my school told me that your reproductive system, if you put your hands together like that, so, like, your thumbs touching and your index fingers touching, it makes, like, a kind of shield, triangular shape. Mm -hmm. That's about how big it all is. Ooh. I must have a great sized womb. I always think of it as like a like a strong man, you know, with the ovaries and all that, like fitting in there. It is so much bigger than that babe. So much bigger. I know. But it has got to fit a child, maybe two, like to stretch to fit. I mean, obviously it's going to get bigger during that process. <laughs> but even, so if you think about it, so your vagina is probably about, vaginas are, sorry, Charlotte, <laughs> normally about two inches long. My, my vagina's so shy right now. Normally about, it's about two inches long when there's nothing in it, right? And then obviously we know that they can expand greatly. It won't all happen overnight though when you get pregnant, don't worry. <laughs> Just like kablam! That would be helpful, actually. It's maybe just before we're getting pregnant that our vaginas are expanding, babe. That's what I mean. And just after. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so if we're doing our little triangles. So your vagina's about two inches. That's quite a big chunk of that. Mm-hmm. Then your uterus is about eight centimeters long. Sorry, I'm jumping between inches and centimeters here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's about the size of a pear. I know you get big pears and little pears. But, like, look at that. That's, like, a whole pair at the moment, isn't it? So the uterus is your womb, right? Mm -hmm. That's the bit. The cervix at the bottom of it protects your uterus. Yeah. That's, like, my Illuminati triangle of womb size. This is is the podcast gang sign. Break your triangles up. (laughs) Even though I'm talking about how it's inaccurate. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, your uterus is about the size of a pair. Your fallopian tubes, which are the guys, the the guys... (laughs) that carry the egg down from the ovary are about 10 centimetres long each. And obviously they are like kinks round. Whoa. So yeah, big. Look at your triangle. Gosh, yeah. It's not all crammed in there, is it? Oh no, I assumed it was like hands and triangle. Oh, maybe it's not that big. Because that checks out. Yeah, maybe that is, maybe the triangle is your uterus and then your hands. And these are the ovary bits. Again, great content for audio. (laughs) 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 I was holding up our hands. Your ovaries, uh, the only comparison I could get for this is unshelled almonds. Have you got an idea of how big an unshelled... It's probably about... Yeah, like a thumbnail. Oh, no, way bigger than that. You know, like at Christmas, you get the bag of nuts and the almond comes in that like kind of dimply thing that you've got to crack and then inside is the tiny almond Mm. that's about the size of a fingernail. So it's like about the size of like a really good piece of falafel. Oh, unshelled. Unshelled, Why is everything a falafel with you? I eat a lot of falafel. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, So yeah, also, great fact about ovaries, right? When you're born, you've already got all the eggs that you're going to have throughout your life, right? Whereas people with testes Mm -hmm. are producing sperms all the time uh, from adolescence. Is that right? Whatever. This isn't about sperms. Whereas you, were born, anyone born with ovaries has got all the eggs in them already, which means part of you was once inside your grandma. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is so weird. Because when your grandma was pregnant with your mum, you existed, part of you existed inside your mum's little fetal ovaries. Isn't that kind of magical? Gosh, I'm, I like travelled through time for so long. Well, right, but also bear in mind the like health and lifestyle of your nana has affected like your genetic development Mm -hmm. and like past like trauma gets passed on through dna too right and now it kind of you see it and you see people talk about like nature and nurture being quite black and white but i think that's a really great example of how it is kind of a bit more of a blurred line so yeah that's my sum up Mm. of little world crowned that was really interesting but yeah when i found out how big it all is 
I was like, oh my god, no wonder period pain is so all-encompassing, right? And can travel around like my my lower body to a lot of different areas that you're like, how is this hurting? Right. How is my like right edge of my back hurting yeah. when this is a period exactly pain. right gosh it's big it's a huge part of us and i think it is i think that's quite amazing really in like a penis centric world <laughs> if you like yeah and the idea that all of that is like hanging on the outside and that that's all of it isn't it with on someone with that kind of junk mm-hmm. you know if you chopped it off that's all of it gone whereas <laughs> i'm not threatening to <laughs> Whereas with us, there is so much going on. And I think it's another reason to be really important to not just call it a vagina, you know? Like, Mm. there's there's a lot more to it than literally... Definitely. A little tunnel that stuff goes in sometimes. (laughs) 100%. 100%. And it, like, makes you think, well, why are we only prioritising the bit that the penis goes in in penetrative sex? Like... Why is that the name Mm -hmm. when we get almost all of our pleasure from the bit outside Mm -hmm. that is not in the vagina? Yeah. If it's about sex, then it should be called the clitoris, right? Yeah. Like, if we're going to misname it. Basically, yeah. Dig it. Vulva, I'm on board. Well, and Catelyn Moran also had a chapter on this in her new book. Hashtag a billion vulvas is her, like, campaign to say, we need to say vulva the same amount of times that we hear vagina Mm. to get over it, basically. Yeah. And educate everyone. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Next up, I want to talk about upkeep, maintenance, stuff like that. Are we talking like care or like keeping it healthy or clean or... Bit of of that, yeah. I've got some kind of headlines that I want to hit, but I want to hear a lot of your opinions as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 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 I saw this on your notes and it made me realise, I feel like basically like when I see the emails from my gym being like, come back. Like, I do not do any pelvic floor exercises at all. Me neither. I find whenever I hear someone mention pelvic floor, I, like, have a little squeeze. Yeah. Because you just got it. So I did have this bit later on in my notes, but I decided to move it up so that our listeners can be doing pelvic floor exercises (laughs) while we talk from now. I love that this is your legacy. I'm going to talk it through it, okay? Um, So, personally, I do not do them. I want to start doing them better, more. And I avoid like trampolines and bouncy castles because as soon as I go on it, I get not a huge amount, but a bit of wee. I know that I'm getting some stress incontinence. Yeah. I can't fully enjoy a trampoline. Um, so yeah, I want the next trampoline I see. Like only if I'm really drunk and I don't mind a bit of wee. Sometimes you don't mind a bit of wee, do you? It's just a bit of wee. But we are, you know, pre-30. I don't want to be 60. Pre-childbirth. Pre-childbirth. I don't want to be some <laughs> old woman in a big wet patch. Do you know what I mean? At least if I can avoid it. Yeah. So I want to be sat in someone else's wet patch, not mine. What do you mean by that? <laughs> Just like in the nursing home, sitting on someone else's chair and being like, oh, Gerald right. pissed himself again. Rather than it being me who they're all like, oh, she's at it again. Oh, right. I see. I went a different direction with that. Okay. So your pelvic floor is a group of muscles and ligaments that hold your bladder, uterus and bowel in 
essentially. Um, so it's a bunch of stuff. It's not just one thing. Mm. A weak one, as as we just said, it can lead to a bit of incontinence. Also prolapse, not a oof, sexy word. Oof, oof, oof. Yeah. So that's your uterus coming out, your bum turning inside out. That's not... I don't want that. I really don't want that. So this is what we're going to do about it. It's an impressive magic trick, but it doesn't all go straight back in again. Yeah, don't do that at a party or I'm not inviting you back. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you definitely would. <laughs> You, you, but not some rando who's like, do you want to see me prolapse? What? (laughs) She's like on the bus. Hey, Gail. It's really hard to pull it back to the serious medical information with your nonsense. (laughs) Sorry, 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 sorry. You did talk about prolapses. Comedy gold, apparently. Obviously. (laughs) Have you not heard the urban rumour about the man trying to do a poo and prolapsed himself to death? Well, that's actually something I'm about to talk about. So, Oh, there you go. Causes of a weak pelvic floor, right? See if you can guess number one. Babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Constipation, because of all the straining, right? Oh. So make sure you eat fibre, guys. Slash not having a squatty potty in your life. Yeah, or as we have just objects that are about the same size as squatty potties. We have an Ikea crate next to the toilet. (laughs) I just use the bin. You're welcome, guests. You're welcome. I've used it. It's what it's for. It's what it's for. More, More reasons for a weak pelvic floor. Heavy lifting. That's a big one. Oh, I don't need to worry about that one. Don't need to worry about that. Coughing a lot. Right? So maybe you've got like a health condition um, or something where you're coughing all the time or maybe you're a really heavy smoker or something like that. It's going to affect your pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. Um, also, changes in hormonal levels. Oh, that makes sense. So we could have, I don't know, we could have PCOS we, when we hit menopause, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Even if we do pelvic floor exercises like every day for our lives, we might still have trouble. So all the more reason to get on our pelvic floor exercises. Wow. Regular gentle exercise is great for keeping your pelvic floor strong, right? So if you've got a desk job or a really sedentary lifestyle, Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, you already know that you should be getting up and walking around every now and then, but all the more reason. You don't want to be pooing your bum inside out, so Mm -hmm. go for a walk. (laughs) (laughs) It's not on my, like... 30 things to do before 30 list, to be honest, no. Um, so there's like two two versions of pelvic floor exercises that I've got here. The first version is like the proper one. Like I'm going to go and do pelvic floor exercises. And this is great because we're going back into lockdown, aren't we, babe? Mm-hmm. This is something like maybe you have like a routine and you get set aside 10 minutes a day or a week or whatever. So you want to... You can sit mm-hmm. down, you can stand up straight, you can lie on your back with your knees bent and like your legs comfortably apart. You want to close your eyes and just like locate. Let's all do it together, guys. Okay, close your eyes. Think about all the muscles that you would tighten to hold in a fart or a wee. Just kind of have a little flex and identify them. Mm-hmm. Now you're on to tighten them all around like the front, middle and back of yourself like as strongly as you can and hold it for about four seconds. It should it should feel like it's like lifting up inside of you. Mm-hmm. And then when you stop doing it, you should feel a really distinctive like okay. let go. Almost like a we let go. Right. So yeah, you've not wet yourself. Good. I have not just wet myself. Put a towel down. Charlotte's doing her pelvic floor <laughs> exercises. Happy lockdown number two, Ian. <laughs> number two indeed. <laughs> oh, <God>. Imagine. <laughs> um, so do that. 
Um, if you can hold it for longer, go for it. You want to do maybe 10 repeats uh, until or until you get tired. There should be like a bleep test. A bleep test? Or just sat there like... <laughs> yeah, to tell you how fit your pelvic floor is. Like, how fa- how far in the bleeps can you get? Babe, as if PE wasn't horrific enough. Like, how long can you hold it for? <laughs> oh, no, okay, I'm not saying that you do this in school, but okay. there should be like a good pelvic floor if, you know, 30 seconds or more. Kind of um, well, bear that in mind. The other version, which is the quick and dirty, this is my special secret and I'm doing it in public version. Quick and dirty. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you could just, wherever you are, listeners, you can do this right now. Um, and I expect you to. Just quick bursts. Just just pump it. Just squeeze as strongly and as quickly as possible. Like, don't hold it. Just squeeze and let go. Give it a little rest. Squeeze and let go. Do like 10, 20 or again until you, be- you become fatigued. Um, if you can, do it a couple of times a day. Like, find a bit in your day that's the same. You know, when you're stood at the kettle waiting for it to boil. Mm. Just do just do like 15 reps. Um. <laughs> like, warm is optional. Yeah, exactly right. Um, just um, if you are in public, try not to, like, go totally glassy-eyed and um, visibly twitch. I would recommend against that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or if you do lick your lips afterwards. So that's it. That's my pelvic floor chat. Love it. Um, I just wanted to get that done so that while you're listening to us talk about this, you can be doing them. I think that's pretty smart. Yeah. So a couple of times a day, every day. Why not, right? The more you do it, the stronger your pelvic floor will be. Mm. Ideal. And you don't have to poop your bum out later on in life. (laughs) (laughs) Your bum out might not be actually correct. (laughs) It's not like the cheeks as well. No, not. it wouldn't turn inside out. Just all of your insides would poke out kind of like, um, just... Like a stalactite. Mm, More like... I'm just so proud of myself for remembering which one came from the top. Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. Charlotte's bringing the science. Stalactites hold on tight. Oh, I remember it because it's um, like tights on a washing line. Oh, nice. Mm, Yeah. That's cool. I think of them as like little rock climbers in the climbing hangar upside down. Like, (laughs) (laughs) That's adorable. Yeah. I thought we could do a couple of do's and don'ts. Okay, give me a do. Which way do we wipe, Charlotte? Front to back. <laughs> Why do we wipe front to back? So that we don't get poo in our vulvas. Not just poo. <laughs> general germs from the bum area. Even if you had not pooed in ages, there's still, you know, like your your bum crack is a nice, like, warm, moist environment for bacteria to thrive. And that's why, let's, let's wipe. Let's do the bit that's the most sensitive first. Yeah? Front to back. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of motions. A lot going of on. motions through the oceans. How long are you wiping? Oh, I, I wipe <laughs> three persons. I wipe worth. from chin to nape of neck <laughs> to the other side. <laughs> Line them up front to back. There's every pulse. I go through loo roll. Yeah. And I would avoid scented loo roll, which is a thing. Yeah, I'm not into scented loo roll anyway. No, I think it's weird. We've been like lumped with it before. I think it was actually a lockdown number one situation where the, all that was left was like the peach smelly stuff. Oh, uh, really? Um, and I have to say it did like irritate me. Yeah. Why do they make it? Mm-hmm. Like why? Why Why make it so it couldn't irritate me more? Make it as gentle as but possible. But then that th- please see underwear, like, you know, thrush inducing underwear. Well, so do wear 
cotton, loose-fitting underwear and general clothes. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously not all the time. Like, sometimes we want to wear, you know, a spandex thong. We. Um, (laughs) No. Everyone, everybody does it. Um, <laughs> bear in mind, you know, the longer you've got it on, the sweatier you're getting, just the more of an environment you're cooking up down there. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh. But I think I now have, like, honed that. I think I can tell mm-hmm. when it's needed. It's almost like yeah. a pre, almost might get thrush next week if I don't wear something a bit more roomy. Like, mm-hmm. there's kind of like a a general discomfort exactly or like a bit of a sensitivity that i'm like oh okay right yeah need to remember to wear some like cotton based underwear have something roomy on Mm -hmm. not have my legs crossed all the time which is something i do all the time yeah i wore super tight skinny jeans for like six years in a row yeah do not recommend in terms of the thrush like world record holder for utis (laughs) i know right (laughs) Also, so the other thing about tight clothing is it creates friction, right? Mm-hmm. And that causes something called micro tears in your skin. What? So just little bits of inflammation. Oh. And that plus the warmth and the sweat, which means bacteria, mm-hmm. it just all leads to infection, essentially. And whether that's, you know, an infected, like, cut from shaving or a UTI or whatever, mm-hmm. you don't want any of it. So that's a great reason to not wear skinny jeans for six years. Raising your danger level. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Or if you're wearing skinny jeans all day one day, next day, air it out a bit. Yeah. Take it easy. Also, if you're wearing a pad or a tampon, it's really important, as we know, to change that. Uh, About every three or four hours is the recommended advice. Mm -hmm. Obviously, right before you go to bed and as soon as you wake up, you just don't want stuff sitting around, basically. Um, I have to say, like, sanitary towels also cause so much irritation that that kind of all links in. They do. For me, like, I hadn't actually thought about that being connected with UTIs, but that makes sense. Wearing sanitary towels that are annoying and irritating it's all sat around there yeah it will just think about every time it's like rubbing against you Mm -hmm. it might be you know just like the friction of it causing little little micro tears as we say so there's just a handful of do's and then i've got a couple of don'ts lovely okay don't use soap no on your on the wet bits let's say Mm -hmm. um so soap by its very nature is alkaline um and as we said before our vulvas and vaginas are acidic for a really good reason which is to keep the bacteria away and dead and all that um if you are using a load of alkali soap up there and this also comes down to you know like douches Mm -hmm. and using maybe um like hair removal products that aren't designed for down there this is the reason why they make different ones it isn't just a money-making con um we want them to be a little bit more acidic like a tomato as you said Mm mm-hmm so yeah and using soap is going to be something that throws off the ph balance down down there i keep saying down there after saying how much i hate euphemisms but it's not just your vulva that i'm talking about yeah so yeah and if you're throwing off the ph balance one side of it's thrush and the other side is um bacterial vaginosis which neither is very nice at all that is not a combo that you want to be encouraging right so we're saying just water just water you can also use there are like special products right i think there's such a con though personally i'm not bothered yeah like it seems like a massive ripoff to be like you have to buy another thing exclusively because you're you know not just bleeding but now you're washing your vulva 
well. I think this ties in really well with my second don't, um, which is use fragrances or deodorant. Mm -hmm. It's more, for me, don't worry about your vulva smelling like a vulva. They have a smell. Yeah. And it's part of it, you know? As long as your body is clean and you've cleaned your vulva with water or if you really have to some kind of product that has already been balanced then if there's an overwhelming smell then it might be that you have got an infection and lashing a load of deodorant on there is not going to help that it's going to put that in a much worse situation like if there's a smell i think we're so like bad at connecting with what like the symptoms of an unhealthy vulva is Mm -hmm. like different types of discharge and on obviously like smell like a smell is not just like a oh well I smell so I should just cover it up it could be the sign that you're about to have a infection or totally um so like strong unusual smells should all like you should look into them and it might be a problem Mm -hmm. but I think my main point is like vulvas have a smell yeah and that's fine like if if your like sexual partner doesn't like the smell of your vulva and you don't have you know bv or thrush or whatever then like they're not sound yeah you know penises also have a smell penises also have a smell balls have a smell they do um they're just body parts do you know what i mean yeah and um if someone's lucky enough to be allowed to smell your vulva then they should be thankful for that and not complain about a basic natural thing. Any comments on the smell other than this smells great? Not welcome. Have you ever had? <laughs> oh, babe, it just smells great. I can't get past the visual of Tony the Tiger saying that to me now. Like, just need a sec. It's great. I like that. Definitely, 100%. Uh, just we shouldn't be brainwashed into thinking that there's another part of us or our bodies that is like dirty yeah. by having a scent. <laughs> yes, I think all of these, like, I mean, as well, just the phrase feminine hygiene can get to hell. Um, I know. But yeah, this is just, um, you know, the patriarchy trying to tell us that there's something wrong with our natural bodies and to shame us into spending money on it. And I'm not cool with it. I feel like I can almost see the boardroom scene where they were like, what can we get the women to buy that's ridiculously overpriced and they don't really need, but we could make it a little bit taboo so that nobody really tells them that they don't need it, but it just appears on the shelves and it's for intimate hygiene. And they think, oh gosh, I don't want to be dirty. I'll get that. It's like that thing, you know, people say that... um like Listerine invented gingivitis <laughs> and made us all paranoid that we have really bad smelling breath. I'm not saying that mouthwash is useless, but, you know, that their whole campaign was like, yeah. everyone's talking about your smelly breath. Like, you know, maybe Femfresh is there, like, everyone's talking about your smelly vagina. Like, mm. And you might not even realise. So next up, I mm-hmm. uh, thought we could talk about shaving pubes. Okay. Um, and I thought we could start this with a little anecdote from when we lived together. Oh no. So. Already very nervous. Back when we lived in the flat above the coffee shop. Oh, is this the moth? The moth? No. Oh, thank God. Don't talk about the moth. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Never mind, there was never a moth. Moving on. Okay. I don't know how a moth would be relevant to pubes, but... It, it involved you seeing mine. 
<laughs> I don't remember ever seeing your pubes. Um, <laughs> when it got in the shower and I had to run out and get you. <laughs> I do vaguely remember. There was only like a tiny hand towel available. I think you're on the phone with your mom as well. This does ring a bell. Oh, oh, okay. Dying. Go on. Not that anecdote. So the way the flat was set up, the head of my bed was against the wall that was the wall where the shower was in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. Please don't tell me there's a peephole. There wasn't to start with. No. <laughs> <laughs> there was no peephole. At least not that I found. Um, oh my God. <laughs> why do we keep doing it? I keep doing it. So, right. I'd be in bed um, having a lie-in mm-hmm. uh, because I was in my early 20s and unemployed. And, you know, any time of day. And then you were in the shower and I'd always know when you were shaving your pubes because you'd do this little, like, tap 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 on the bathroom <laughs> on the tiles with your oh razor and i'll be there like for god's sake that could also be armpit hair or leg hair no but it was it'd go on <laughs> and, and yeah but i knew that you shaved your pubes and it was like a point of like contention between us wasn't it that i proudly had millions of pubes and you proudly <laughs> had zero i didn't have a zero oh my gosh i'm not going into this <laughs> So yeah, I'd be lying in bed like, oh my god, Charlotte, can you please have some respect? I'm trying to have a depression now at three in the afternoon and you're waking me up with you. Tap in. I just think it's funny, the little tap tap, you know? I am embarrassed. I still do that, like, to get the hair out the razor. It's cute. Does it work? I don't think it works. Surely running it underwater... I do, I shave in the bath, so I, I'll do a little swish, 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 swish in the water. Oh, no, I don't like shaving in the bath, because then I'm just sitting in a puddle of my own pubes. Own pubes, yeah. <laughs> and then you empty the bath, and there's just, like, a ring of pubes around yeah. the <laughs> circle of pubes. The circle of pubes. I feel like we should preface this by being, like, do whatever you want with your pubes, first of all. Yeah. Um, unless you don't want to get some infections. What do you mean? Like, do what you want. But no pubes equals likelihood of infections increased. Because pubes are functional. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 totally. Pubes do have a function. They're like, um, the you know, the thorn forest around Sleeping Beauty's castle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How overgrown are we talking? At the moment, no. Um, like, that was magically overgrown, Hannah. Thorns? <laughs> so, yeah, they literally just trap, you know, dust, bacteria, dirt, and stop it going inside like mm-hmm. simple as i would say if if we were like cave people i would run around with like 100 like i would never ever cut my pubes and i would like braid them and be proud of them um <laughs> the I, the only reason that i do anything to my pubes really is because of pube ache which you've got to be familiar with maybe if your pubes ever got long enough to have pube ache pube ache yeah pube ache no what is pube ache pube ache so like okay i'm glad it's not pube bake Pube big. It's a delicious meal that I, I rub I my like, finger around the yeast bath afterwards. Baking? Like. <laughs> no. Paul Hollywood? Uh, he's a pube big. He's a melt so, lad. He is a melt. I hate him. Um, what an embarrassment of a scouser. What are we on? Um, so, Ash gets beard ache, right? So, when he gets like an achy beard. Because he's got such a big beard. Well, just because like it's so dense, I guess. Oh. It like aches. From being pulled on. Gets all interwoven. I, I guess. Got you. Um, I get, right, you know how I've got really hairy toes? Never really noticed, but Oh yeah, like my big toes. I've got like a little hobbity patch on my toe. And I... <laughs> <laughs> I used to shave them and then I stopped being bothered. And then I let it grow long. Just to shave your toes? I know, babe. I know. Just, yeah. 
It's so not you. It's like not me. I cannot imagine. They're really hairy. That's so really mad. Hairy. Um, toast double for like the interim period. It'd be hilarious <laughs> to like rub your toes on that. Um, so I stop, but then if um, my toe hair's really long and I wear shoes all day, my socks like pull on the toe hair and it gets like achy. Um, and I also get it on my pubes. So like if I've, if my pubes are quite bushy, quite long and unkempt, uh, I don't like unkempt, just long, mm-hmm. you know, uncut. Um, yeah, and then maybe I'm wearing like tight trousers or whatever. Um, by the end of the day, it like it aches from like being like friction and stuff so like there is totally a happy medium Ah. of pubes for me yeah it's quite a personal thing though to find your happy medium like I I was definitely influenced by the media to think that I should be like entirely trimmed and shaved around the edges so is that your go-to kind of a bikini situation it was I'm more of a trim person now like trim tidy neat but still functioning so that i don't get an infection every week right ingrown hairs and that kind of stuff oh no i meant more like like a uti or thrush oh right okay yeah like well it just means that everything can get a lot closer to your genitals well right and by everything like that's fine sometimes if you don't want to have a lot of pubes Mm -hmm. but that can mean things that are dirty things that carry like basically having any kind of sex yeah and wearing clothes even having a bath yeah like totally totally sometimes though we do shave a bit of pube though right and i think as well Mm -hmm. growing up reading you know women's magazines and stuff it did kind of lead me to believe like everyone's got the way they do their pubes you know and you do it that way forever Mm -hmm. everyone's got their own like that awful advert with all like the bushes yes exactly right what's your shape and you're there like oh my god i don't i don't have a go-to pube shape you know (laughs) should it be an arrow exactly guys you do whatever you want with your pubes in the moment um I've experimented with all kinds and I've liked them for different reasons. They've all got their pros and cons, you know? Different moods. Like, sometimes it is kind of a laugh. Like, it's nice to be totally smooth. Yeah. Sometimes. It's a vibe. Whatever you fancy. I thought, to be fair, the impression I got from magazines was that, like, every person would go out and get, like, a bikini wax. And I... People do. can't imagine a scenario I would least like than to weekly have, like, pretty much like a smear without the scrape worse so much worse than a smear but instead someone's gonna wax my pubes off (laughs) and we both have to be there for that that sounds awful although i did try that like you've tried it moment of like blind panic yeah in uni like put on waxing strips and then was instantly like i regret it i regret it this is a mistake hell (laughs) hell 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 hell. oh my god no way so we at least our preference when it comes to pube removal is shaving, right? Yeah. Cool. Well, not anymore. Anymore of just a trimmer. Yeah. But if if you wanted a, a smooth I mean trimming. If I wanted it to be smooth around the edges, then a shave, but a trim. Yeah. Trimmer. I have one of those like horribly gendered tools. Oh really? But because of the the head the size of the head, it does make sense. It is handier. To get that one. But Fair. it doesn't have to be pink and sparkly. It doesn't, and I definitely don't just use Ash's beard trimmer. Definitely not. Yeah, I, I've been down the beard trimmer road, but they're too wide. They I just I'm not bothered about too thorough a job. <laughs> Ash knows. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Ash, Ash knows now. Um <laughs> 
Um, so shaving. I just I've got some steps here that some come from personal experience, some come from a little bit of research mm-hmm. on how to have a good hygienic cool. shave, right? Okay. So first of all, you want to prep the area. Come on, area, you're gonna do so good. You wanna exfoliate. Um so you wanna hmm. be gentle, obviously. And as we said before about soap and stuff, you don't want to be using something massively alkali. But yeah, you literally you just want to remove some dead skin that could trap hairs and make ingrowns. Basically all of this is gonna be about avoiding ingrown hair and irritation. Obviously do not exfoliate mm-hmm. inside your outer labia. That's kind of feels obvious right yeah you don't want (laughs) to good to make clear though like when we're talking shaving trimming we're talking on the outside of your body so it does make sense that the exfoliation would be on the outside of your body too you might be like while i'm down here i'll just exfoliate my clitoris like no 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 no, please don't do that i have actually never done that in this step but i am gonna try it report back right ideally we're gonna soak in warm water for about 10 minutes which is why it's a good shout to do it in the bath also i'm Mm short-sighted So I don't shave in the shower because I would chop a leg off. <laughs> How sharp is your razor? <laughs> so sharp. Uh, I actually use one of those um, cutthroat barb things. <laughs> <laughs> Sweeney Todd over here. Um, blah, blah, blah. So if you're in the shower, just like running, making sure that the warm water is like running over it and maybe shaving at the end of your shower. Use shaving cream. It's really important um, because when you shave, it removes some of the top layer of skin as well, which we obviously, we want to reduce that as much as possible, which is what shaving cream is for to minimise the irritation. Ideally, we're going to use a product with like, you know, all the ingredients we can pronounce kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, nice and natural and gentle. Kind of goes without saying, but I am definitely guilty of not following this advice using a clean, sharp razor. Yeah. So not a disposable plastic one that's been sitting on the edge of the bath for a couple of weeks. And might have a little bit of some of the brown bits on there, like a, a little bit of rust. The brown bits. Yeah. Tell me about it, right? So you look at it and you're like, eh, it'll be fine. Most of the blades are fine. Shame on us. Yeah. I mean, you say all this, like, as if it's common sense, but then a lot of me is like, I have skipped a lot of these steps and then been like no wonder no wonder it hurt no wonder it took a thousand passes do you know what i mean why is my undercarriage a flame (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) amazing definitely yeah Afterwards, you want to get a nice, cool, damp, like, flannel or cloth. Yeah. And just, like, gently pat it on, hold it on, really cool down the area. Helps reduce any inflammation. And then after that, dry it off. Definitely don't um, get a towel and give it a good... <laughs> you just want to <laughs> gently pat it dry. Or even, I mean, if you've got the time, just air dry. That's pure decadence and I love it. <laughs> I love a good air dry. Next up, you want to moisturise. It's really important. Um, all kinds of things. Again, you know, just a couple of ingredients that you can pronounce is ideal. I think that's a good rule for life. It is, yeah. Ingredients you can pronounce. Um, yeah, I like um, coconut oil. Oh, nice. For it. You want to make sure you're using some, like, you know, unrefined, nice stuff. But yeah, I like coconut oil and it smells great. Obviously, I have kitchen coconut oil and not kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, and then the last thing to bear in mind is to clean your razor. Tap, tap, tap. Clean it, dry it, and then ideally store it away from your bathroom. Because uh, the moisture. So your bathroom is warm, humid, where the toilet lives. You know what I mean? Where flushes happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. 
Well, I mean, a cabinet in the bathroom could work. I keep mine in a cabinet. Yeah. Um, you obviously want to make sure that it's not humid. In a Kath Kidson cup. <laughs> yeah. Or you can see you, some, some razors come with those like suction hooks yeah. to hang it up in the shower. I think that's probably not ideal in terms of bacteria and stuff. Even like, you know, we were talking about the rust. I think the ones that do that have their like block on them that disintegrates underwater. And I think it's all one big circular, like circular ploy. Oh God, those, the block. Yeah. And that you're just using this like ridiculously wide razor for no reason for a very long time. Yeah, that all makes a lot of sense. And I genuinely probably only did like immediate prep and then shave out of those steps in the in the past. And yeah. yeah. Makes me wanna have another do-over, have a little go, treat myself to a nice like if you're gonna do it, why not do it properly? Well, right, and to be honest, like obviously anything that we do to our bodies is primarily for ourselves, blah blah blah. Of course. When I've shaved my pubes in the past, it's been because I'm immediately showing it to somebody. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It. Like yes. day off. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> like and it's always like angry and bumpy and Red. stuff because I've tried my best to get rid of everything and do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like yeah, it makes sense to take the extra steps for the prep, you know? To avoid that. Yeah. Love it. That's great. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. If you've got anything that you want to chip in, send it our way. You can find us on Instagram at pocketfulofwhy. You can contact us on pocketfulofwhypodcast at gmail.com. Show notes and transcripts will be available on our blog, pocketfulofwhy.wordpress.com. Please like and subscribe. We'll speak soon. Next week brings us part two of Vulvacare 101. We'll be talking about thrush, UTIs, discharge, and how to do a self-exam. We've been Charlotte and Hannah, and this has been Pocketful of Wire Podcast. Bye!